Hey. Oh, is this, is this going to work this time? Let's see. Okay, I see now what you wrote. <laughs> the boss. <laughs> that sounds pretty right. Yes, now, That's you, yes, now, now you know who I am. Yeah. Okay, so here is no like shit since this morning is insane. I'm Just kind to of let you know that. I'm kind of glad, glad I'm not in Edmonton at the same time. Yeah, right. No, I miss Edmonton. I'm going to be back next week. You didn't even know that. Yeah, you told me that you will be back next yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. One week from now, I will be back sitting here in Edmonton. Damn. Yeah. You need to see my new place, man. Like, seriously, you need to be there. So then we can record yeah, another. I, I want to actually record in person with you because it's like it's a different element to it when you can actually see the person and do it all that. Yeah. So let's get back this time. Hopefully it would just last a little bit longer and we're going to be able to save it. Exactly. And have our about friend zone and all that stuff. Exactly. So I guess the first time before all this like technical difficulties came up, we were basically, mm. we were basically both sharing our perspectives on friend zone and what we think about yeah. it. Your perspective basically is that if someone is in the friend zone, it's not the worst thing in the world. But it's yep. okay if they stay in it because it might at least they have a friendship out of it. My perspective basically yeah. on friend zone is that the person is best off just telling them how they feel from the beginning because I'm sort of more like you're wasting your time unless you don't. Because if you yeah. stay as a friend forever, you're gonna you're not going to basically get what you want. And it's kind of like... You to me, just simple. It's just that if you are staying there and then you're still friend with the person, you move on. You're not staying to become uh, a their partner or anything. You're done. No, so you, after that, you didn't. Did you actually move on though? I don't think so because you like the person and then you you're always reminded that you failed the whole every time you hang out with that person. You failed. Well, it depends. It depends because I think it's kind of like a 50-50 situation. Yes, there's a possibility that you still like them. You still want to be with them. Or you have the other chance uh, uh, where you're like, you realize and be like, eh, actually, as a partner, I would not see myself with this person, but I will be a good friend with them because I like that part of their personality. So you're able to kind of like uh, quantify and also identify what you're looking into a uh, partner well, then, and be able to be. Well, okay, the problem is you're not, you're not factoring the one of the biggest important things in all this is attraction, right? So like, yeah. let's put it this way. I know you got to think for good old Trey songs there. Trey Songs goes up to you <laughs> and says, Mrs. Fatima, sorry, I just don't like you that way, but we can remain friends. And you'll Dude, stay, you say, it's better than nothing. Let me stay friends with Trey Songs. But every time you see him, you're like, God damn, I want to be with him. And you're always reminded that he doesn't want to be with you. So it's like resentment right in the back of your soul. No, for me, no. But you see, you took the example of the other uh, case scenario that could happen. But me, I see the fact that well, at least he told me clearly that he's not into me like that. So it's honest and direct and say that, look, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to fuck with you. I don't want you in my bed. I don't see you as a partner. It's know, clear. But, does, uh, but then here's my question. Can you be attracted to somebody who you're friends with? Yes or no? No, not really. So then, then how can you, be, how can you be friends? How can you remain friends with somebody? Uh, just friends knowing that you're attracted to them. It doesn't work. It's not really friendship then at that point, is it? Well, it still can be friendship. You can be friends with someone that you find attractive. But what I mean by uh, what I want to say, I have just to be a bit clear about it. It's just simple. You can be friends with someone as long as they have been honest with you from the get-go. You take the L. That's cool. You take it. You deal with it. You digest it. And after that, you just deal with it. You're fine with that. You'll be friends with them. And then more and more time you pass with them and more and more yourself, you will realize that, oh, okay, yeah, we were just better off, friend. For me now, I know that I had like the craziest, biggest crush on Trey Song, but now I'm just like, I can't be friend with him. He's still cute though, but yeah. that's it. Let me see that my thing is but though, or my thing is though, with, can you be friends with someone you're attracted to? I, what do you think about that? Yes or no? That's a good question, man. Like now you're just like putting uh, that real uh, good perspective. But yeah, I think I can because it's that moment that I will be able to be uh, moving past the, the shallowness just to be, oh yeah, he's attractive. Mm -hmm. But what if they have a shitty personality? 
if he the person that i am uh, into he has a fucked up personality that i don't like i hate that but, but wait wait wait, wait, not- wait 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 okay we're going on someone that we're going on the assumption that you're not friends with them i'm saying if you're you wouldn't be friends with them like just regular friends with them if they had a shitty personality but that's what I mean, but you're attracted to them. So, I mean, that's where it gets weird. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you wouldn't, yeah, it's be, a blur, you wouldn't be, blur like. would you be regular friends with somebody with a shitty personality? Hell, hell no. First of all, I don't be, I'm not friends with people who have a shitty personality. You know me. Yeah. You know that. I am not going to be friends with anyone who have a shitty personality because it's not going in line with my values. Yeah. Yeah, you can be cute, but if your personality is shitty, it will make you ugly. That's how I see that. It will make the, the whole package suck. So I, I know that I have a very specific perspective, a little bit different and all that, because uh, I would say most since I was a teenager, I, 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 I've been in a situation where a lot of guy, of guy friends, I without knowing i put them in the friend zone because it's years letters that they told me oh yeah i was into you i was like the fuck how would i know that you didn't tell me shit so it's also sometimes they block themselves without telling and just being there being there okay you're there but be clear because you know i have no filter and a lot of them i have conversation with some friends that i grew up with back in france and they're like yeah, at the time I used to have a crush on you. I was like, and you tell me that 10 years after? Like, dude, if I knew from the get go, I would give you an answer right away. Don't wait like centuries later and say that, and I am in another continent to tell me how you used to feel. Because I was like, oh yeah, cool. Because I was also one of the person defending the friendship between male and female, straight male for straight female. I was the uh, one de- uh, defending that type of friendship because I was like, yeah, no, that thing is the real deal. You cannot uh, fuss with that. And the um, guys can be friends with a girl without wanting to sleep with them, which is true. There are some guys you can be friends with them and they don't want to sleep with you. But when you have people put themselves in that friend zone, waiting and waiting and waiting, that's the part that I don't like. See? Yeah. So my my thing is this: I'll, I'll hear you. I'll hear you out on this. That someone who 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 willingly goes in the friend zone with you is not actually mm-hmm. your friend to begin with. They want yeah. someone who seeks a fr- who seeks something more, but just settles mm-hmm. for something else. My my perspective on that is: I think I I think I, the thing is I don't think with my penis, so I can't say I'm like most guys. When I see a girl, and I sort of like, and if I like them. I don't bother uh, even contemplating being a friend with them because yeah. I don't want I don't want to have that type of relationship with that a friendship relationship with that person. The women I want to mm-hmm. be friends with, I sort of know from the beginning this is going to be my friend, and so I don't want it to go past that because I don't want to ruin this relationship I have with that person. Like I'll I'll use you for an example. Like I knew you from the beginning. I was like I couldn't see myself in a relationship with you in any way. I view you as a friend. And I don't want to cause it. It just makes sense to me. So this is the limit. And this is, and that's why it works. Like we have, we both clearly understand what each other's person is. And, you know, like in the dynamics of it, the friendship. So it doesn't go, that's why it works. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just a simple saying that the people who decide to put themselves in that zone are the ones who are choosing to, because they go there with uh, a, a plan in their head. And be like, okay, so if I approach them that way, this is going to happen. So for what I was able to see and hear in different podcasts and other uh, shows that I was able to follow, it's just that the person keep the, uh, that uh, perspective and say that if they see how nice I am as uh, this, they will see me as a potential type of person. No, no, but no, also, no, that you, is completely, that's a lie in a, in a thousand percent, I 50 times. I know. That's the point that I want to come to and say that it's a freaking lie that they're telling themselves and the person. But also the person who put them in the friend zone, who are aware, are also the ones that are being dicked. Because you know the person came to you because they want to be with you, but you decide to put them in the friend zone. Okay, but how do you know someone wants to be with you? That's not even fair. Like sometimes people give mixed messages. And as a guy, to be honest with you, sometimes we're just oblivious. I don't read signs very clearly. Sometimes someone just talking to me, I assume, hey, maybe they're just friendly. They just want to talk to me. 
How do I know? I don't even know. You have to be sometimes. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm like super straightforward, too honest for my own good that I cannot see that like that. Because to me, it's just like from the get go, I will tell a guy if I like him or not. Yeah. The thing is, women and, play women play like these like weird mind games with you. Like I'll tell you from a guy's perspective, like a woman will walk up to me and be like, "How did you not know? Did you see how I was blushing when I saw you, or I was touching my?" I'm like, "How am I supposed to notice you're touching your hair?" Touching your hair, maybe you had lice. Maybe you had, uh, I don't know, what's wrong. maybe you had hair strands. I touch my hair every five seconds for no damn reason. I am on the bus, I would touch my hair because it's maybe like on my way, but it doesn't mean that I like someone. If I like someone, trust me, I will eye fuck the dude the whole time. I was like, I'm eating you right now. Right now you're naked, I'm doing this to you. That's how I go with that. That's how I tell you how I'm dressed. I like to know you're very up front. You're like, I'm going to, you walk up to a guy, thank you, hi, on the bus. Hi, I'm gonna suck your dick. Thank you. <laughs> no, I would not offer sucking your dick. Are you crazy? Pull the little, pull little wire on the ETS. You know, the, the thing like beep, so that we can get off the stop. <laughs> I will be like, dude, you hot anytime. Yeah. And also, I will be uh, openly talking about a lot of sexual stuff with the dude. Like seriously. My flirt game sometimes is weird. When I'm not too aware about it and I know I'm into someone, it just go off the charts because see, it's see, that's what I like, because the problem is a lot of women they you know they do subtle hints and they say men are supposed to no men there's, I mean there's a portion of men who are very good at reading into subtle hints. Men like no, black and white. If you just see yeah. See, that's uh, where uh, my uh, perspective comes from. Because also, I told you, and you met my mom. Yeah. She have a mentor of a man, and I was raised, uh, her friend group were like mostly men. And my way to see things and to approach the guy, because I understand the psyche where, well, do you need to put hint? You want something? Say it. Say it. Say the damn thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I would like chocolate. And uh, my man is next to me. He doesn't know what I want. And he's like, oh, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. Yes, you know. You want fucking chocolate. Tell him. That's my way to see things. Say that, okay, I want this. This specific thing. And we do it. That's supposed to be that. Yeah. But I don't know why we keep taking... Uh, I, 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 I observe that. And also when I, I wrote that in my first book, where I observed that women tends to take advice from other women, straight women, and I think it's stupid. And same thing for guys. Taking advice from other guys is not helping. Go to your sister, your cousin, any female in your family. We kind of understand what's going on, and there's a general way to function for some of the girls. If you, you are able to describe how the girl is, in this, uh, uh, to one of uh, your, uh, let's say maybe if you're close to your sister, you go talk to her or your sister at heart, like you and me, and you tell me uh, just some stuff about the girl. I can tell you if she wants you or not, and what you need to do to approach her. I think I think the bottom line is people should stop making subliminal messages. If you want, if you like someone, whether or not you, I think the the bottom line is you won't know until you actually ask. So at the very yeah. least, strike up a conversation with the person, and then that will lead to something like. I think you can, I, I don't know if it's just me or not. If I approach, I've, I've approached random people before, girls, mm. potentially. I know right away if the person likes me or not, or might be interested. You can sort of see yeah. it. So I'm. You see it. People can see it, but also I, you know what? It's kind of like going to jump onto the next uh, topic of this uh, conversation where I think that why they're, they're so afraid to do anything is just the fear of rejection where they're like, oh, if I go, I'm going to be rejected. So what? Listen, I, I'm, I'm just like the person say that, yeah, everybody gets rejected. It's like also the same thing when you go apply for a job. It's, this, it's not guaranteed that you will take it, but you're going to have it. But do you cry your eyes out and be like, oh, I'm not going to apply anymore for jobs just because you got rejected once or twice? So mm -hmm. it should be the same thing with relationship. People should be seeing that that way. If a dude reject me, well, okay, I'm going to uh, be yeah. sad about it. But like, yeah, well, too bad. After that, I'll be like, well, too bad for you. You're missing out. And then move on. Yeah. Don't but stop at that. I've been rejected. And I am, yes, I have been tra traumatized about the rejection because I'm just like, but I like you as a person. 
if I like you and not just saying that, yeah, I want to sit on your face, but like your personality with that, yes, it's going to hurt, but I will have to do everything I can to work on it and be like, okay, well, he's, he's not interested. I'm not going to force it. It's like seeing a lot of people trying to just push and push and push about uh, some relationship that is not even working because it has to work. It has to. They have to be the one, you know? Yeah, I think that, that that's fair. That's a fair point. But I mean, to go back to like the friend zone thing, I mean, I think I think we could sort of both agree we have a middle ground here that like if the person, regardless whether you agree it's a good thing or not, you agree, you think the friend zone's a good thing, I don't. But I think we can both agree that if the person, regardless of what they believe, if the person is just honest about how they feel, then that's that sort of solves half the problem right there. Yeah. Okay. So then that's okay. We have, we have, we don't exactly agree on this, but at least we have like a middle ground on the how it goes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But also, the other thing that I was wanting to talk about is like the trauma of the past relationship. You know, the goals that people rumble around with and all the, the childhood trauma that make them always choose the wrong people, this kind of stuff. Do you agree that um, people's mistake? Do you agree that people make the same mistakes over and over again? Or is it like, just people should just learn to like accept that they made they should take regardless of when a relationship fails you mm -hmm. try to take what you why it failed and try to like grow from it as a person like the thing is i don't know if it's just me i don't i wonder if you share the same perspective with me like mm. relationships to me are very time consuming something oh they are with, and you build and you build something up for so long with somebody that in my opinion I really don't want to see it fall because then I'm just like, well, I failed. You know what I mean? Like, I got nothing out of it. I feel like the end goal should be, you know, you're supposed to live with the person forever. It's supposed to go as long as it can go. You're supposed mm -hmm. to maybe get married. You know, ideally, ideally, realistically, the end goal should be marriage, right? You're with this person for life. So then... Well, some people, it's not the end goal. The end goal is to be with the same person until you die or something What's like What's that. your end goal when you get into Me, a relationship? You and I, we have a similar culture where, yes, marriage is the ultimate goal. For me, it's that. But I want to be with a partner that even after years and years and years, they still want to be with me. So it's not just let, let me break it down with you. What's, how long, what's been your longest relationship before? My longest relationship was about a year. One year. Okay. And do you yeah. feel like after that year ended, when the relationship ended, do you feel like you failed in, in any capacity or was a waste of time in any sense no, or no? I felt like uh, him and I, we were, uh, we, it was the end of our course together. We still, uh, I still have a lot of respect and love for him because yeah, we have been uh, uh, with each other for a certain time, but our way was just going uh, in separate direction. But for me, I don't see that as a failure or a success. It's just, he ran out of his course. The love that we shared with each other was just, it transformed to more and more, uh, I think, with time, with just friendship, but not any more attraction. So we both agree that it was better to end it. And we remain friends. It's like also being friends with your ex, those kind of stuff that people don't like. I don't know, man. I mean, it depends on the type of ex. Like, I would say, like, if you don't, I don't think you could, I think if you fall in love with the person, and you break up, I don't think you can have a normal, you can go back to being regular friends. It depends on how deep the relationship got. I have well, maybe one, I have maybe one ex that I can say very mm -hmm. clearly, this person can be my friend. Other than that, the other yeah. one's definitely not. My longest relationship was actually three years. Well, and by the end of it, I feel like I uh, definitely failed because I didn't get married. And I don't know if it's just me, like this is my perspective on it. There was red flags, like even at the beginning that we didn't address. But then she would always say, well, we'll cross that road when we get there. We had like issues about certain things we disagreed with, fundamentally. But we were like, we were always like, it's, it's young. This is a new relationship. We'll deal with those mm -hmm. problems when it gets later. By the time we got to the late stage, we still didn't have answers for those problems. And then, except now I just wasted three years of my life. So I kind of feel yeah. like I could have saved so much of my time if I just address those problems since the beginning, I, I don't know. I'm one of those people. I don't like wasting time. So I, no, feel like I get it. I don't like, I get that. yeah, I don't like building something up for so long just to see mm -hmm. it fail. I don't know if it's just me. 
So I, no, I kind of, yeah. It's it's a fair it's a fair uh, uh, um, I, I don't know how to say that really clearly. It's just that yeah, you're right with that. But the thing is, like you said, there were red flags from the beginning. It's just that I feel like people when they start to build up a relationship with someone, and I will even go to the first date. They're not being honest with each other at all. Like they're not being honest with who they are it, because they are selling something that is not right. It's like one time I, I, I listened to an interview that Trevor Noah did and he's like, he actually had a point on it where you go on a date, you go with someone, you say you love adventures and all that, but actually you like to sit at home, watch TV in your pajamas. And after a certain time, you say the person had changed. So when you you already go somewhere uh, um, meet the person you oversell yourself by saying that oh yeah i love this that that because you hope they're gonna like you and after that like the real you i know Which i know but that, that that was your fault at the beginning because you lied you're basically exactly. you're, you're lying to get something it's like an it's a job interview but this ain't but a job, this is actually more than a job interview Except- yeah but remember one thing people are willing to do anything it takes to be liked regardless if they need to lie if someone say uh, uh, you let's say me i i, I am always the admin of it i hate camping i don't like nature i think that's just because we're not white but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go that's a completely that's a different Even podcast though. we'll go on <laughs> color or not i hate camping and i go on a, a date with a guy who love camping and i'll be like oh yeah i like it and then we go i was like i hate this and he was like yeah but you used to like it what the fuck? No, me, I would just be straightforward. I think I am too much into my mother in my life where I am so direct that some people maybe are afraid, afraid to hear the truth. So here's that's my, why I would. Yeah, here's my perspective on this. I mean, like, eventually, no matter what you do, they're going to eventually mm-hmm. see the real you. So, might as well just be honest from the beginning because if right? you're not honest, they're going to they're gonna figure you out, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so. And- don't have anything oh, a, to hide, yeah. That's how a lot of relationships fail because from the beginning, people portray portray themselves in a certain way that just put them in a good light to uh, attract the person, to make them stay, and then after that, they reveal their uh, true self. But the problem is, is is that's why right now a lot of people are failing, even though they are years and years and years with the person they want to work on the situation. It's not working because you have been. Uh, dishonest with yourself and the person that you have been dating from the beginning. So don't be surprised if it ends badly. And also same thing for the red flag. If you are bringing up from the beginning and say that, oh yeah, I want, this is what I want. I want to be married. I want this and that. And the person like, oh, we talk about it later. No, 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 no. You, I'm talking about it right now. What is your point on that? If you, we don't agree from the beginning, I'm not wasting more my time. Okay. Thank you for the dinner. I pay my part. Bye-bye. That's how we're supposed to be. It was very early on when I had those red flags, but the per, but it was always like, okay, well, we'll we'll figure it out later. But then I guess that the issue is that because some, people have this perspective, you know what I mean? Uh, where mm-hmm. you, you know, you have stages of, of dating and you have stages yeah. of relationship. You have the, you have the, you have the fairy tale stage. You were like the get to know stage where you just ask very basic questions, you know, what's your favorite color? Uh, what's your sign? Uh, what's your, I don't know. Uh, do you like uh, this drink? Do you what's your favorite fruit? Like stupid basic questions that don't actually matter. Yeah. And then you, you get through those questions, which I think quite honestly are like our waste of time, to be honest with you. Because who no one really cares what your favorite color is. Shocker. But you uh know, because but, uh, you, you should be able to show it right away because when you come to that date, you're wearing your favorite color. Yeah. If you like the you already have it on you. That's why I am <laughs> I am so far to be a person today because. So then, uh, do, you, do you get into serious questions like right there and then? Like you're talking maybe? like you're the person already no, knows yeah. like this person's serious, or this person you're not talking about like basic conversation or like how the weather is on the first day. No. That no. Because I want to be able to uh, identify if we're compatible or not. So it's, it's the same thing. Like you remember when um. My uh, was like dating that guy from the beginning, like five first minute. The guy I asked him a couple of questions, I uh, said right away that I didn't like him. That's how I go with everything. I know that it gave me the reputation to be a mean person, to be rude, 
to be cold. But for me, it's just simple. I am not wasting my time. I am not wasting my time. If I want to know the real you, I'm going to ask you the question right away. And also, it would tell me how you react to that. Because when you throw someone the truth, depend, it would depend how they will answer you. Even though if they lie to you, you would be able to kind of like read the personality, the, the type of person that they are, if they are confrontational or if they are uh, a coward and run away. You can directly see that. So when you ask a question to a girl that is serious for you, let's say um, if they see themselves being married and have kids and they start to be like, well, I was thinking about like traveling a little bit and discover myself. This is already a big no-no, run away because she's not answering directly to your question. Yes, she's, like, she's trying to dance around it because she doesn't agree with you, but she doesn't want to like hurt yeah. your feelings. And remember uh, when you told uh, us about uh, that girl that made you move to the other side of the country? Yeah. If I met her, I think that you would have break up with her for, uh, very early on because you remember what I told you as soon that you told me what she, uh, how was uh, your relationship with her, all that, and I told you right away, no. No, it was a weird. It was a weird situation, man. Like honestly, it was just. It was just about her perspective on money, her perspective on everything. Like I, I to be honest with you, when you look back, you see the red flags, and you're like, "How you do I not see it?" Flag just like, now. I, I, like, I remember I, when I went to Korea and I gave her the ring. Like I spent a lot of money on that. That wasn't a cheap ring. Not to tell you, give you an exact perspective on the ring, but it was definitely more than a few thousand. I give the ring to her. The first thing she says, she looks at the ring, she says. Put a bigger diamond in it. I've, I've. When you told me that, I was like, "Yeah, gold digger, gold digger. Why?" And that's why when you and I we had a conversation after math and all that. After you were telling me that you wish that I met her before you did that. Yeah. Because I would tell you clearly, dude, no, hell no. But also, your other friends were kind of like, mm, I don't no, trust her. No, they, no, none of them trust her. But I always viewed it as like, okay, look at this thing. The good thing that I liked about her, when I met her, I guess to, to go, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll let the whole podcast know about my situation. Okay. That's so okay. With, that, with that girl, I met her. I was about 26, 27. Yeah, coming on 27. I had this mm-hmm. plan that like, ideally, the, right, the perfect age that everyone should strive to get married for is 27. Why 27? Because if you get married at age 27, ideally you take two years to get to know the person if the person's the same age as you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the girl is around 27, same age idea, she's going to take nine months to get pregnant. By 30, you're going to have kids. The ideal age to have to, to settle down and have kids is age 30. So my perspective is you need to get married at age 27. Everyone plans out to get married at age 27. If you ask anyone what's the stereotypical age to get married, Hell they're going to yeah. also... 27 years old so yeah. my thing is i saw my i knew myself at 26 being like i'm single at this point my goal is right now to get married by age 27 and have kids by age 30 so i didn't even date this girl really it was literally like find this girl find someone who wants to get married and from mm-hmm. the beginning i said yo this is what i want and i thought yeah. at least i'm being serious from the beginning and she said i want to get married at the same time and do that so i figured i didn't i was i didn't love her or anything like that at the beginning, but I figured, you know, the love's going to come after. Mm. Let's, the person wants to get married now. This person, I want to get married now. Okay, so we can build at least a mutual understanding based off that. So that's kind of, maybe, maybe I made a mistake, but I felt yeah. like at least I was serious and she was serious. Unfortunately, like she had her own plans, <laughs> or I think maybe she didn't even know what she wanted because she's told me if she knew me before that, she probably wouldn't have dated me. It was more like a mutual understanding based off one's commonality. But, but we didn't actually, there wasn't really a foundation there, unfortunately. See, there was something that you told me about her that I was like, yeah, it's not yeah. going to work. It's when you said to me that she didn't like your personality or your sense of humor. I okay, was like, no, she, yeah, she told me that if this is going to work, you have to change it. She, yeah, she said, change everything. She had to change your personality. Yeah, and then I'm just like, why? That's fucked up because that's why I was like, I know this guy since forever now, and no, you cannot do that. You have to take the whole package. It's that's why when you say that, yeah, you marry the person first and the love come after. It reminds me of what my 
aunt always telling me that uh, those kind of stuff back home because we are like that you get married first you love come after i'm like hell no i want to like the person from the beginning to the end if one trade like the most dominant trait of your personality and knows the, the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with why bother to try to do that don't do that because you will be miserable See, the perspective is from like the old country. I'm pretty sure Africa and India have the same perspective, right? Yep. The longer you like, you're just with the person, you're going to find like flaws against the person that you don't like. You're like this person, this person, this person. And then you'll psych yourself out so much to the point that you end up breaking up with them when you didn't actually take the time to work out your differences. So the idea is, you know, you find enough of an understanding that you can actually build something off with this person. Yeah, you're going to have flaws. You're going to have fights. You're going to have whatever. But eventually, you're going to be forced to work with that person because you're stuck with that person. So I guess the idea is, okay, let's not let's say you now don't even love them. The, eventually, you're forced to work with somebody. So you'll, you'll eventually, you'll, you sort of will eventually love them in that idea. Like, you'll grow to love them because you're forced to work with them. And I, I guess that's the idea. You- yeah. would just uh, fall onto resentment and just like, well, I have just to deal with it. But it's not love. The way that I'll mm-hmm. be, I, I don't know, it, I, um, I don't think that it's because I was raised outside of uh, my continent long enough. But for me, it always been that you have to care. You want to love the person from the beginning because that's the way I, I always been told for one of my aunts. And I also witnessed what it was to, However, one of my aunties is married to a man that she never loved because she was forced to. And even until today, it's been over almost 40 years that they have been together. And trust me, she, she's, he kind of abandoned her uh, there. She's just in the house. They had the kids. That's it. They all grown. But it's a resentment. So out of curiosity, out of curiosity, why did she stay with him for so long if she didn't love him? Do you think over there they have any choices? She created in her mind that she have no choices because what other people would say. That's her own prerogative. And she's very much into tradition on that part. I and don't think people that. do do you care like do you think people like especially back home in Cameroon or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's where your family's from, by the way, if the podcast doesn't know. Uh do they do they you really care about what about other people think? They, they really care, like, like within your, your family, like Cameroonian culture. Yeah. It's really based off, uh, like, at least, like, traditionally, like, the family values. Like, if you get divorced, are you looked down as, like, your failure or, like, you're a loser or sort of stuff like that? Well, it would depend which family you come from. My family is very particular, even for my own culture, is very particular because my grandfather wasn't the type to believe this kind of system at all because i have one of my aunts the oldest one the one who raised me she divorced because she left the home where her uh, husband was beating her so for that one it was a legit way to leave but even with that she was still being shamed because she divorced because she left the marriage she shouldn't leave i, I mean i mean i mean cameroonian cultural in general is that is it seemed like divorce you're seen as like it's a really bad thing like it's not it's looked down upon like you're you failed like, like especially if it, you're a woman yes if you're a woman, yes, you look down upon. If you're a woman and you got divorced, it's bad. But a man is fine. He can. He is fine because he have a, a legit reason to divorce the the woman. Either she didn't cook, or either she didn't give her the son that he wanted. So he can go away and find elsewhere because it's never his fault. It's always the woman's fault. That's how it works over there. So you, you feel think- women feel you feel women feel powerless over there. I would say yes, but I don't want it to uh, confirm 100% because I don't know uh, clearly. I, there is, my- I mean, it's kind of different because you have to, I guess, I'll get let, let the podcast know a little bit more about you. You didn't really, like, grow up there more. So like, your, your years where you actually nurtured and became who you were, like, you're, you're really more or less a European more than anything else. But I think more- this culture ingrained in me because I witnessed that as a kid. I witnessed that. I saw every kind of aspect of how it worked. But like I said, the dynamic in my household was different from uh, what others have. But there was some similarity. Like like I was saying, two of my aunts were sent to uh, arrange marriage that both fell, but one of them is still stuck in there. The other one, she divorced and 
it was a ter- she was seeing like yeah shameful uh woman and all that because she left a man even though he was beating her this kind of stuff i witnessed that and i witnessed also the other side where women in my family had the choice like my other aunt she had the choice she chose to uh, uh be with my uncle who was like an english side of the country and uh she has been with him since she was 17 and now she's 53. So um, that already, it was one of the examples I saw. And also the story that I heard about my grandparents, mm-hmm. how they, they, they've been together, you know, this kind of thing where I was just like, okay, those two chose to be with each other. It's not like they were forced, nothing. They chose to be with each other. And yes, I understand that the culture and the situation, but since I was a kid, I always had that very independent and very strong mind where you ha- you can make the decision and make uh, like the process going through where love has to come after. For me, it's a little bit hard. It's just for me, if I don't like is someone, there, I'm going to is, is, is there, is there, is there, is like in general for Cameroon, is there like a dating culture or is it sort of expected, is it sort of like India where they just sort of expect you you can people date, but most times they eventually, after a certain age, the person goes off and gets an arranged marriage. Or is there like, or is it, it more like you find your, you find the person yourself? No. Uh, well, until recently, it was more like the old school where uh, the parent will be the one to find you the uh, the person or the, the person if they see you walk by sometimes just walk by the street they come to see your father and say that oh okay this is the dowry that I want to pay for your daughter. And then to go off a marriage. It's just recently that we have developed the culture of dating ourselves and just to find whatever. If the family accept or not, that's more up to them. It's just like that. It's just recently that happened. So, 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 yeah, so it's, so it's really traditional. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, I, I see the perspective. I mean, like, I'll look at my mom's example. Like, she had a, I'll say she, my mom had an arranged marriage that ended horribly. My dad was very abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh and she didn't really know him. Uh, when she got married to him, she was about 25 years older than him. She met him on the wedding night. What she told me is if she only ha- if she had one conversation with him before she got married, mm-hmm. she would have said no. She didn't even know what he was going to look like. Oh, my God. She, she had to close her eyes up until the, the time of the wedding and then open her eyes. If, she, if, if the guy is ugly, she, you'd, you'd be screwed. Uh, so it's a very different tradition. Like you, Women really have no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she sort of, that's just how their culture is. But on the same time, I've seen a lot of mar- arranged marriages in the same way that work. I mean, it's, it's a mm-hmm. mixed bag. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it can fail or it can work. Cause I've seen both. My brother's arranged marriage failed kind of, but I think at the same time, he sort of was forcing it. Mm-hmm. My mom, she still believes in marriage, but she's saying that like, she sort of is under the impression that you should try to at least do it yourself if nothing else or like just try to make it work but yeah i don't know uh i don't know i i have a mixed bag on it i i think i don't necessarily think it's necessary but i do see the perspective of how it can be good for some people or if like if both people are serious and you're both looking for the same thing Mm -hmm. i mean if two people match you up together like let's say let's let's think about it like this Jury, people don't like the fact that it's the parents that are matching the people up, but if the but at the end of the day, those two p- kid, uh, people have to mutually agree to to marijuana marry. So it's it's two people. Those two peer uh, people who are getting married ultimately are making the final decision, right? Yeah. And there's not real. It's not really much of a difference because in our culture, Western culture, if it was let's say me and you, we had a friend, and we were like, hey. You have a you have a female friend. I have a guy friend, and I walked up to you and I said, "Yo, my I have this guy friend. I think they'd be perfect for your friend." And then we set set them up. Didn't we essentially just do an arranged marriage? Except we aren't the people's parents, but that's that's considered normal by the West. Yeah. But in reality, isn't that basically still an arranged marriage? Well, not really, because they still meet each other. It's not like you're like, hey, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an it is it is an arranged marriage because we I had a friend, you had a friend. And we both, as us, as not as people outside of it, tried to set these people up mm-hmm. and arrange it. So we basically just didn't arrange marriage. The only thing that people don't like is the fact that it's you give your parents control. Yeah, but it's not. But uh, one thing is considered weird, and the other thing is not. I mean, at the end of the day, my perspective is: as long as two people mutually meet and agree to it, then uh, That's how true. they meet doesn't really matter. Whether it's Tinder or whatever. 
I, I think Tinder has become really horrible now. I think it's just oh, purely a hooking hookup app nowadays. But see, also for Tinder, it became, uh, I would say, a mixed bag because it's everything. You have some success stories, some awful story. Me, I fall onto the awful one because when I was on that, even uh, recently when the pandemic started, I had... I, I went back on it. I was there, like on it for a month because I was like, yeah, I need to distract myself. Yeah. Most of the time I would get just dick pics instead of, hi, how are you? I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with humanity? You just like, I think Tinder's turn. Yeah, you should try Bumble. Oh, even that is sucks. I tried that before. Yeah. I, I hated it because it's weird. Yeah, they say, yeah, the woman ha- is the one having control. She selects with who she want to talk, but still it's the same difference. It's still the same uh, a mix uh, uh, crap load because the same guy that you find on Tinder, they're on Bumble, on those dating other stuff, match. You find them everywhere. Plenty of fish. <laughs> they're all the same, there. The same app. Yeah, I don't know. You don't think you don't you don't think there's a difference in apps? Like let's say like coffee meets bagel, or I don't mm-hmm. know. You don't think that you think all the apps ultimately are all the same thing, or it's they're all the same. And also, I noticed that when I put myself in those dating apps, I attract those predator, uh, predator because they don't know my age directly. And when they find out that I'm a certain age, they kind of like uh, move on or they still try like people over uh, uh, 50, 60. I'm just like, no, dude, I try already to date the guy my age and they already fucked up. And you go and with it, like grandpa status and try to get woo me. A lot of because a lot of women, a lot of guys know that women who are over thirty, unfortunately, are very insecure because you know the fact is your eggs are on the decline or sort of that you're scared. I'm not. So the, 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 you at all? I don't give a damn. My eggs or what? Kid, there's a, a, a thousand kids that need the family. You don't need to bear them and come out of your vagina for that. You have a, a crap load of kids that need parents. If that makes you insecure, well, it means that you have a problem. Just be. You don't think that makes I, that makes a lot of women insecure? Listen, nowadays with the, uh, the uh, uh, modern medicine that we have, women can be pregnant at any age now. They don't need to. After this time, you're done. No, you look. Jared Jackson is fifty. It was fifty when she had her first kid. Uh, you had stories of women who was like at, at the end of their forties being pregnant. Now we shouldn't be even. I know, but, you, here, but this. I know, but do, realistically, you're 48. Do you really want to have a uh, have a baby and be pregnant? No, 48. I will have a dog for fuck's sake. If I get there without any kids, kids, I'm just gonna get the dog, and that's it. There's seven billion people on this planet. It's not enough. I'm done. I'm I know. Won't you, won't you be? Won't you be lonely unless you have children? Like, don't you feel like children? You need children to sort of feel completed as a woman and stuff like that. And I am an auntie. I'm fine. <laughs> Like isn't the ultimate end goal like no. of anything relationship? You know like, what? You argument like like you think about biologically, right? No, biology. The purpose, listen, of, the purpose of us as an animals are to reproduce, right? Listen, I'm gonna tell you uh, one truth that you maybe as a guy you're not aware of. If you put five women all in line, you will have maybe I say maybe three of them would say that they naturally won't have kids, and the two others would say no, I don't want any kids in my life. That exists. People tend to forget that that some women don't want any of that in their life because they don't have, they don't have that mother fiber that people call around and try to make them feel guilty about it. They don't. I feel like I was always under the pressure that all women secretly eventually no hell no. down. No, really? Oh no, no, oh no. Trust me, no. My mom even uh, admitted to me and said that, no, it wasn't her main goal. Her mother, the same thing. Her grandma, the same thing. I was like, yeah, but look at you. You end up with kids. She's like, yeah, but seriously, if we, they could choose, they would say no. As simple as that. I know, but, the, but don't you think, okay, but don't you want like a, a relationship? And the, don't you feel like if you don't have kids, you didn't? I talked to one guy, like I have a friend who just had a baby. Yeah. And I ask him, I'm like, if what's the end? He's like, he's like, if you don't, he told me flat out, he's like, if you end up not having children, you failed as a human being. He's like, the end goal is like your your you duty reproduce. or your goal as a, as a man is to reproduce if you're able to. Uh, well, if that happened, it happens for me now. It didn't. It, it's not an end goal anymore because I was putting a, a lot of pressure on myself in my twenties because I was swearing to God that I would be married by thirty. I'm thirty three now. I'm not married. I don't have kids, and I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not trying. Do you want to? Do you want? I'm trying to get married though, or do you? Yeah. Do you don't want to even see the long term relationship. 
No, what I'm, I mean by that is just that it's not because I didn't reach that goal. That doesn't mean that I am not open to the option. Yes, if uh, the right guy for me is always the way it works. If the right guy come to me and say that, yeah, this is what I, uh, uh, you and I, we uh, want this together. I'm go for it. I'm open to the option, but I would not put uh, the pressure on to have it absolutely. Yeah. Because when I you think do that, yeah. you get the wrong person coming to you. And then after that, you're stuck and you have a kid that have to suffer because you're stuck with the asshole. That's I think that's true. Yeah, a lot of people force it and they end up being worse. I mean, don't just get pregnant. There's a lot, to be honest with you, like loser guys, people don't realize it, especially for a woman. Mm-hmm. I've seen it myself, how easy it is for a woman to get. If a woman wants to get laid, she can get laid like that. It takes three seconds, to be honest with you, if you're relatively attractive. Or even if you're ugly as hell, you, it takes like oh, maybe instead of three minutes, it takes five minutes. Okay, it's not hard for a woman to get laid. So no. like, well, it depends because I can tell it's very difficult. Or maybe it's me making it difficult. Do you think you, I? I don't know. I feel like because you're picky, you have a certain type. If, like let's I'm say picky, you got rid of you got ri- you. Let's say you got rid of all your like standards, and you simply just wanted to get a dick inside you. I guarantee you, I could go. You could go on a certain type of app. <laughs> right now and you would have a dick in you uh, in the next 20 minutes just one you say just one <laughs> yeah maybe I, multiple dicks but like, 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 a part of who i am is my personality that's how it goes and i have a lot of respect for myself so that's why i'm not just saying that any dick can come here and visit no no i'm sorry the thing is, i hate it. i think i hate it. a lot of men are just mad and tight like not not to throw shade i got a friend that you might have met before that we don't, we both don't talk to him for a certain reason, but uh, like, see, he's a that friend. I'm not he, he'll he won't be mentioned here. No. Uh, but like, he was a very entitled guy, and when he, and he when he felt he saw a woman and felt like, okay, this girl, this girl should be with me because I want her. Yeah. And when she says no, I don't like you. I don't want to attract. He's like, well, that's bullshit. And they, women have men us. Oh, there's a lot of men out there with fragile egos. So I think. That's the problem, it's, uh, too. It's just that, yeah, you have a fragile ego, but I don't want your dick at all, so leave me alone. It's like a dude will see me and say that, you know what, you're not my type. Do you think I'm going to force him to be his type? No. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm not your type. Cool. Life goes on. But exactly the, the ego part is just that um, from the beginning, you uh, you have uh, even learned to learn uh, to love yourself. At first, that's how I see that, so that a lot of people don't learn how to love themselves. They don't do that work. So that's why a lot of time when uh, we talk about like relationship, why I, I don't feel like it's a problem for me to be single for so long. It's just about that. I learned to enjoy to be with myself. So then when I will meet my guy, I'm sure I already met him because it's just about a matter of time. When I will be uh, able to be with my guy, I will be. Uh, uh, already fine with myself and not feel insecure when he's away or when he's go out with his friend because I know I love myself so he will just to say that oh okay she trusts herself she's confident I like that about her she does not going paranoid about this or that or that and she enjoy enjoy to be with herself as well if you don't like your own company don't ask someone else enjoy enjoying be be with yourself are you talking about like using the Hitachi nine thousand or what are you are you doing what do you mean. You know what the Hitachi Nine Thousand is? No. It's it's a uh, it's, it's a new type of dildo. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All the answers not just that. Sometimes it just for okay. me it's simple. A good relationship for me. That's my personal personal uh, view. It's not that every woman thinks the same. Just for me, it's the right amount yeah. of. I like to hang out with you. It means that I can be a a a, a fucking. Uh, friend with you and tell you all the shit crazy stuff that i want without feeling ashamed about it and also sex life is great so it's mean that i need to have both where you can be one of my best friends we can uh, dick around about uh, certain things have a inside joke that nobody else will understand and also after that in the bedroom is fire that's how it goes for me <laughs> because those two I mean, that, are really important i mean that works but i mean that's like you have to that that you have to establish it right away like like this is what you want this is what you expect so as long as it's like yeah the rules are there that's why i'm straightforward from the beginning first date i'm gonna tell you how it is i'm not gonna say oh yeah it's pink no it's red or white that's it 
I'm not just trying to negotiate with that. Yeah, I think I've learned to be very direct about what I want. That's what I've learned more than anything. You need and I've learned that like if you if you don't and, and then at least if you then what I've come to find is if you don't if you've established what you want and you realize early on that it's not what you want, mm. that before you get too invested in something, if you if you if you back away when it's still not that, but you could still be friends with somebody. So that's why I said the one ex that I have mm-hmm. that I'm still friends with, it it really was because we came to the realization very early on. She's like, I want this. Yeah. I want something else. And then it's like, okay, well, before we get too attached, okay, let's break. It's, it's in our best interests to go our separate ways. And I'm still friends with that person to this day. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. That's good to do that. Because at least you see, that's what happened when you have an honest conversation from the beginning. If it's not the case, it's not going to work out. I have, um, I would say that I have two exes that I am kind of like still friend with them. But I'm about to just have one exam to friend with him because the other guy is just like, ugh. He doesn't get it. I'm done with him. That is in the past. I'm not uh, um, uh, like a side one where in case if it doesn't work for his relationship, he can come back. Because me, when I'm done with a dude, I'm done with them. It's just like done. I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to uh, rehash or rekindle that because my heart is not there anymore. So I don't want to waste my time like that. Yeah. yeah, that's the way. It's like, yeah, and plus the only thing is you have to make sure that some people don't have like still feel still have feelings. Because mm-hmm. some guys, like I find that this is what my perspective is. After I end a relationship, I always ask the girl, "Hey, let's start. Let's still be friends." And it's just a common thing because you don't want to let go. And then, but the problem is, if you stay friends with them, you message them all the time. You're not actually friends with them. You're more like just clingy because you didn't want it to end yeah because so then you're you had you're you're lying you're hurting yourself yeah and i the best thing when it's not when someone is in that perspective as the person who usually is the one who's in that perspective is for my best interest just let just just block me because uh i haven't moved on see that's the problem and i think that that's what happened to uh one of my exes he haven't moved on, but he's married and he have kids, <laughs> which is totally fucked yeah. up. No, he, he, yeah, he should probably move on at that. Point. He need to move on. Me, I moved on for a very long time. He's not my type anymore. I'm just being polite and all that, but I don't like when he's trying to be too flirty and also mm. it's uh, uh, disrespectful not just to me but to his wife. I'm just like, no, you vow to be with this person. I would not want that. Because I put myself in the, uh, in the uh, woman's shoes as well. And be like, I would not want someone do this to me. Willingly or not. Because you're aware of what's going on. And I don't want that. I don't like it because I think he's tacky. He's a cool guy. He's nice and all that. But still, I'm just like, no. Really? No. Like lately, last week. Not last week. Yeah. It was last week, my birthday. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. <laughs> And I was just like, uh, okay, he messaged me like the whole day. He was telling me about his issue with his wife. I was just like, I don't need to know that. I don't need. I have to tell him that, yeah, my boyfriend would not like it, even though we both know. Oh, well, I was trying to just be like, no, leave it. And a couple of days after that, it was like, have a, uh, a good day, baby. And all that, send you hug and kisses. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to block you. I'm just. I'm yeah, see, so yeah. Sometimes you have to realize, I'll tell you this, that you don't even realize as the woman that you might see like it's a bad thing. Like, yeah, I blocked this guy. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize, I'm just telling you as the person who gets blocked, <laughs> you're actually, it's actually in the best interest of, of, of that person. Because that you're act, you, you care about that person so much that you know for a fact that you're acting in their best interest when they're not acting in their best interest. So by all means, I'm telling you this. Just do it. If you have any reserve, just do it. Oh, yeah. Because that person is stupid now, and you're acting in their best interest if you block them. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this was an incredible conversation. Can you imagine that we were able to do this time, like, 55 minutes? This honestly didn't even feel like a 55-minute conversation. That's what... Is this this work? Yeah. Is this considered, like... It's like... Man. A full hour. We could do this. We can do this. We can do this every day, and I, I we would have enough content. Trust me. Oh, I, for me, it's just every week because a podcast have to be good for a, a good podcast is good when you do that once a week because every day after that you'll be like repeating the same thing again and again and again, and 
I really want to have like other conversation like this, especially uh, related to relationship and um, people will give mixed signal. Those who are lost in weird stuff. No, I never even, I never even truly asked you. Mm. I think, do you think the idea with podcasts, because maybe I'm thinking about starting my own or like keeping it different or like having different guests on. Yeah. Is the key thing is to, to have like, have some one thing that you focused on no. and then like have every conversation uh, like geared towards that? Or do you want to have like different topics on the podcast and then just you sort of like talk about different topics on the podcast? I think it's better than just having something very specific, unless you want to talk about like crime stuff and just focus on that. Yes, you can. But I think it's good where you can have different topic on it. It's, it feels good because for me, it last, last time that I recorded, I was um, talking about the uh, femininity and um, feminist uh, in uh, the evolution of feminist uh, uh, view in media and all that and what we grew up with, like uh, Snow White and all that shit. I was talking about that. And now I'm talking about like everything about relationship and the friend zone thing with you. I will also have uh, other episode where I will invite um, other of my friends and one of my friend uh, Renee. We have other topic that we want to talk about that I think it will be great for the podcast. And I think you should do that. You yeah, man, I got like I got mad topics that I could talk about. Like I just I, I enjoy talking, so it's not going to be too hard. With this, I think that, yeah, the key thing is yeah, the thing is to just bring on different guests, like have them share their different perspectives. Yeah, but no, this is this is fun. I I definitely could do this. If you want me to come back as a recurring guest, oh, like every yeah. week, I can definitely down. Man, yeah. remember that it was the, the main idea when I, I was talking about creating something like that. It was the main idea that you'll be one of my recurring guests, that we would talk about everything. Uh, like the conversation that we always have when we call each other, because this is part of it, right? It's just the difference that uh, is kind of like more lined up and you say, what are we talking about? And you just go naturally. It's organic. It doesn't have to feel yeah. like an interview, you know? Yeah, I know we know it's rec being recorded, but at the end of the day, this eventually halfway through this conversation, I didn't even realize that it was being recorded. Like, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Like, yeah, it's being recorded, but you you know, when people, some people have this perspective, like they, they change up when they know it's okay, oh, it's being recorded. Nah, you just let it smooth, let it go. Exactly. Because I think people, people are, people are actually going to start eventually listening to this. They want real and honest people. They don't want like stage dancers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like stage. They would just listen uh, to fun. radio. <laughs> All right. Thank you for this. This is really cool. And next time you're going to be in town. So we have to uh, record another episode when you come. You got an idea of what we're doing? We're talking next time. Is it going to be another relationship one or do you have like a different idea? I don't know about? yet. I really have no clue. Maybe we can talk about uh, what's happening in the States. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Good old, uh, good old Trumpy. Oh, geez. That was something. That was something like really this week I'll be something about that. But yeah. This week is nuts, man. Oh my god. But I would I was I was actually I was expecting this to be what we were gonna talk about for the first episode because no. I was like it's so much going on. No, I, think, I, I didn't Yeah, no, no yeah, go ahead. Because I was like, I we need to talk about something that would distract people and just when it, it kind of like slow down a little bit, then we can talk about it because we will have the full perspective once it's totally done. You know. I think the I think the key thing with their podcast or just keep it going is to just just be consistent. Like as long as we're doing this every day, yeah, and we actually enjoy doing it, which I enjoy doing. This doesn't feel like work. See, like it's gonna eventually people will start to watch it, and then they'll be like, "Yo, I," they'll come back for us because they like the personalities, exactly. and then they enjoy it. Like as long as you enjoy it, and th eventually, like, trust me, the viewers will enjoy it too. I'm loving this, even though I was like super nervous the first time that I record, uh, I recorded, but right now I'm just having a lot of fun and I'm going to keep doing it. I, I, I recorded one by myself and to be honest with you, it was kind of garbage because when you're, when you're by yourself, you're not, you're, you're thinking yeah. and you're forced to think about the fact that it's being recorded when you're here and you're having a conversation with someone, you're not even thinking about the fact that it's being recorded. Right. It's literally just, yeah, yeah. it's totally different. So again. Like I said, we're going to do that again. And I will let you know what will be the subject for the next time. But I think we will, we will the next episode that you and I were going to do will be more about the politics in our, with our neighbors in the state because they're the one listening. Yeah. You want to you do, do it in person or no? I'm cool with that. If you're in town and you're able to do that, uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, hey, we'll coordinate it because I'll be town. I think it's 
I'll be on the, I'll be here on the 15th, but I'll be here for two weeks. Yeah. So definitely like hit me up. Um, well, I don't have a, the thing is I, my, my license plate expired in Alberta. So I don't drive right now, but like, I'll figure out a way to get to your place either way. Okay. So, uh, so call me up once I'm, once I'm in town, like text me around. Cause I, I'll, I'll, my flight is going to be on the 14th anyway. So okay. we'll figure out a time, get here and then we'll, we'll make it happen. Great. Okay. I guess. I mean, it's, we're at an hour now. So yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good time to end. This is excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, uh, you said that you are uh, launching your own podcast, right? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll be launching my own one. Haven't thought of a name yet, but if you guys enjoyed watching this one, stay tuned because you'll 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 enjoy my content as well. Yep. So uh, when that when that comes, Richard, yeah, you guys stay tuned. It'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of the same stuff, sort of, but different perspectives, different ideas. Keep it going, and yeah, I'll definitely be back for the next episode of this one. Okay. This was Weird Millennials. Bye-bye.